Are you trying to get a winning edge in sports betting? Look no further than SteadyPicks.com and SteadyPicks Radio. Our team at SteadyPicks provides data, analysis, and insights to help you become a better sports better. Best of all, SteadyPicks is 100% free. A SteadyPicks membership gives you access to all of the SteadyPicks system bets, our expert hosts' best bets, and our special guest picks. Head over to our website, www.steadypicks.com, sign up for free and start winning. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome into the show. Today we've got a great episode lined up for you. We've got some Friday March Madness action that we'll dive into. But where I want to start things off is actually in the UFC. We've got a huge card coming up this weekend in London. And I've got an awesome guest with me here on the show to help break down these fights. I've got Mustache MMA, also known as Sean. How you doing, my man? Yo, Ricky. What's going on, man? Doing wonderful. Um, man, March Madness arts off to a, a boom and start. Um, and looking forward to that continue throughout the weekend. And then also, yeah, this, this awesome UFC card ready to break this one down. Love it. Yeah, before we dive into the UFC, Sean, I got to ask you. I know you watched some March Madness. Any games yesterday that just, you know, really stood out to you? Yeah, man, that that St. Petersburg game, I didn't catch it till like the um the, towards the end of the second half, but that was crazy. Going into OT as well, I think they they tied it with a bucket like with 15 seconds left, played defense, pushed it to OT, and then and got her done, man. That was a really great game. And then um, also the New Mexico State game was really good. I, I watched most of that and. One player in New Mexico State was killing it, dude. I feel like he had to have, like, 40 points, and he was just on fire. UConn could not stop him. I know exactly who you're talking about. I forget I forget the guy's name, but that New Mexico State team, you know, that's another big dog that cashed yesterday. You had Richmond. The dogs mm-hmm. were out, Sean. Yeah, they were barking, man, and, and I almost tailed. You said yesterday in yesterday's show, man, uh, you were saying a little little sprinkle or, or one unit at least on, on each of the dogs maybe, and uh, that would have paid off today for sure or yesterday for sure. I'm so mad, man. I bitched out on it. I didn't do it, but you know what? I got one more opportunity today. Maybe we'll take a swing at it, see if we can get another big upset like St. Peter's. Yeah, there we go. Let's see. Um, all right. Well, diving into the UFC here, this is an unbelievable card. Um, I want to, I want to start off with like a few of the key fights and then I'll kind of pass it over to you to the other ones you want to dive into, but to start it off mustache, your boy Ilya Tuporia, I know you're a big (laughs) fan of him. He's, he gotten a little, uh, scrap with Patty. It sounds like over the last week, got a bottle of hand sanitizer bounced off his head, but he's, he's opening up the main card here. What do you make of this fight against Jai Herbert? If that's yeah, Jai Herbert. So, um, you know, take it for what it is. Uh, I'm obviously a Taporia fan, 
Uh, but I do try to stay like non-biased with my picks and everything. But I mean, I mean, Tapori is a minus what five fifty favorite. I mean, there's not much to say here. Jai Herbert does have good stand-up, to, to be honest, and he's long. So uh, Taporia actually usually fights in featherweight division. He's fighting up a weight class on short notice in lightweight. Uh, I think he had a really bad weight cut, um, his last cut. So I, I guess he's moving to lightweight. I don't know if it's permanent. But anyway, um, you know, Jai Herbert hasn't been too impressive in the UFC. Um, he's a one-trick pony, um, just mainly a striker. Uh, wrestling defense, very poor, uh, grappling defense is, is decent, but you know, once he gets gassed a little bit, it's over. He actually fought Renato Moicano, uh, who we saw recently. Moicano took him down at will and, uh, eventually did sub him in the second round. Um, so yeah, obviously I like Taporia in this one, but, um, to get a little better odds, I took, um, Taporia to win in the first or second round. I got it at minus 165, a little chalky, but I, I do like to play. Taporia puts on a really high pace, high pressure. I like him to get a finish, um, probably in the first, but, um, just in case we have that little extra room in case that goes to the second. Uh, cause like I did say, Jai Herbert does have a decent, uh, grappling defense that maybe he can hold off those submissions at first uh, from Taporia, but um, but yeah, definitely big on Taporia in this fight here. All right, and the reason I asked about this one, I know you know from like a betting standpoint, he's a minus five fifty or whatever. There's not much value, but like we said, the dogs were barking yesterday, and this guy uh, Herbert, I don't know much about him, but in, he has an eight inch reach advantage. Like, and like you said, short notice coming up. You think despite all of that, you know, still Taporia all day here. Don't get, don't get crazy. Yeah, I just don't see it. I mean, there, don't get me wrong. There's always a chance in MMA, but I mean, Jai Herbert, has got a puncher's chance. So if you're willing mm-hmm. to lay some money on the dog um, with a puncher's chance, go for it. And there's, there's a couple of puncher's chances to say on this main card for sure. There's like three minus 500 plus favorites. Um, but I just don't see it. Uh, I just don't see Herbert getting, getting a knockout here, but again, seven May, who knows? No, that's, that's fair. And for me, I'm just a sucker for these big dogs in the UFC. Uh, but let's, let's move on to the one other fight that I feel there's, there's not much like betting value, but it's a really interesting fight. This Patty Pimblet. He's got some buzz, man. I've never, like, I kind of caught on to it the last time around when he got that big knockout, but, like, people are excited to see this guy fight. Yeah, man, this dude, this dude's a character. He's a, he's the next, like, Sean O'Malley, if you will, in terms of, like, uh, the hype around him Show. and, like, the, the star potential, if mm-hmm. you will. Okay. Um, and, and he's pretty good. He's got skills to back it up, and, and we'll see how he progresses progresses because he does have um some holes in his game for sure um and i think eventually i'm going to be looking to fade him um depending on i guess the matchups they give him we we know kind of what happened with o'malley he did get some favorable match matchups if you will until he got to the top talent of course um but we'll see what happens with pimlet but in this spot i'm, I'm not going to fade him um, I, I do like him to win here. He's got a big advantage, similar to the Ilya Taporia fight. 
He's got a big advantage in the um, in the grappling game. And uh, as well as the wrestling game, Vargas, his opponent, doesn't have much of a takedown defense. Um, Pimlet is actually a, um, you know, we saw him in his UFC de- debut uh, come out and um, knock out Benjamini. Um, he took some shots, too, Mustache. In that, in that fight, I thought he was going to get knocked out. Yeah, man. Th- that's the thing that I don't like about him. He holds his chin way up high, and it's, he's not, he doesn't have a guard to like, protect himself. Um, but, I mean, he does have a decent chin, as we can saw, because he, he took some big shots from Benjamin Meany. Um, But he, he is a grappler by trade. He's got really good grappling. He transitions to the back very smoothly and very quickly, and that's where he likes to sink in the rear naked choke or uh, just lay on some ground and pound. Um, so I do expect a finish from Pimlet here, and I expect it early. Um, I threw a unit. Um, on Pimlet, again, same thing as DeBoria, but Pimlet to win in round one or round two. Um, I got it at plus 110. Um, now, this this line blew up now. I believe it's minus 150, maybe more. Um, it was actually a Twitter play. So uh, if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, um, something to think about, mustache underscore MMA. Um, I throw out a lot of early plays and, and try to beat the lines, and I've been uh, – Pretty successful with it. So, um, speaking of which, mustache, your your Twitter plays. And for anyone who's not familiar with the mustache MMA plays, I want to honestly tip my cap to you, Sean, and say you've been the picture of consistency, truthfully. You haven't had one card that was like, you know, a blow up, lose your shirt weekend. Your most cards say majority of them have been profitable, some wildly profitable. So, check out his YouTube channel. Extremely transparent. I love how you like, break down the results and everything in the beginning of the videos. It's just, it's great stuff, man. But to the Twitter play, because you, in this main event with Volkov and Aspinall, you have been on Aspinall for quite some time on Twitter. You put this play out early. You told people you need to get this guy at plus money, and he's no longer plus money. So, Mustache, I'll pass it to you here. Break down this main event for me, and are you still confident in Tom Aspinall yeah so I'm big here on Aspinall as well I'm definitely an Aspinall fan you know he's the new um him along with Cyril Gaon although we didn't see it work out for Gaon his last time out um but him and Cyril Gaon are like the new wave of heavyweights man they're quick they're mobile um and you know they don't necessarily weigh in at 265 they're not behemoths well they're they're big but they're not behemoth fighters, if you will. Um, but, yeah, I, I locked in uh, Aspinall at plus 102 um, about, like, three, four weeks ago. I knew he was eventually going to probably be a favorite. Um, and I, I see probably money to continue to come in on him. I'll be honest, Volkov is, is a big test. Um, but I'm still high on him here. I mean, Aspinall's got fast hands. Uh, he's got power behind it. And he's got that movement that Volkov is more of like a plodding forward type guy that um, that Volkov struggles with. Volkov actually did fight Cyril Gaon. And, um, you know, Gaon and Aspinall, very similar fighters. And Cyril Gaon just outpointed him very easily for all five rounds, essentially. Um, mm. Now, we'll see what Aspinall does here. This is his first five-round event. Um, he does have, I believe, most of his wins by first round, if not all of them. Um Pause there for one sec, Sean, yeah. because this is this is my one concern with this bet. And I was looking to bet Aspinall like pretty big. 
here, you know, multiple units. From what I have in my notes here, he's never seen a third round, and he's only seen the tech the second round twice in his entire pro career. So, like you said, this is a guy who gets people out in the first round, typically. Yeah, so that is definitely a concern. Where's the gas tank at? Can it last all five rounds? Or can it last, you know, at least good enough for three rounds for him to win all three rounds and, you know, then grind out a uh, decision towards the end? Um, Yeah, it's definitely a big question mark. Um, There are times where you see in the Aspinall fight where if he gets somebody hurt, you know, he just unloads and um, has that adrenaline dump to get him out of there. That could be an issue here. So say he hurts Volkov in the first or the second. Volkov's very durable as well. I believe he's only been knocked out twice in his whole career. And that ru- that Russian dude, uh, I feel like he has over 50 fights, I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> yeah. very, very durable guy. Very good shin. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Aspinall goes out there, hurts him, and, and has one of those adrenaline dumps, that could be an issue later in the fight if Volkov survives. Um, now, if Aspinall is is smart, they have a good game plan, he's patient, he doesn't necessarily, maybe he goes in for the kill, but he doesn't unload, if you will. Um, that way his cardio lasts, you know, then he's fine. Now, I do like Aspinall to have a grappling advantage here. And, um, you know, the wrestling isn't bad as well. Um, so maybe he takes it to the ground sometimes and, and that can save his gas tank a little bit. Um, but but we'll see. I know Volkov has definitely improved on his takedown defense um, pretty pretty mightily. Um, mm-hmm. You know, last time out, he fought Tybora. And, and Tybora is a, a decent wrestler for the division. So um, it'd be interesting to see if Aspinall takes this one to the ground or not. But uh, but I'm still, I'm still high on Aspinall. I would still personally take him at, like, even money, I believe. is it, You might be able to find it still. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm still high on Aspinall. I wouldn't, I wouldn't drop like a big play on him. I'd keep it like to you know a regular unit play. Um, yeah, no need but to go yeah, crazy. I, I still like Aspinall here. All right, and yeah, I mean, talk about just like a fun fight. This should be. This is this is a very fan friendly matchup. I think like we should see we should see a very entertaining fight here. Do you agree with these two, uh, Aspinall and Volkov? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Volkov is is one was one of my favorite heavyweights as well for a while, um, and and he's really good. You know, only being beaten by some of the best in the division as well. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's funny to note too that Aspinall was always never really looking to jump up the rank, rankings too high, um, and and now he's he's jumping up pretty high pretty quickly. So that's. Um, I, I heard an interview, uh, Mustache, with him where he was talking about that. Like, he kind of wanted to slowly, as he improved his, his skill set, work his way up. And now he finds himself here with, like, you know, a top five contender. Uh, or he might be six, but, you know, a top guy. Yeah, right. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, I guess maybe where his confidence level is at. Because, you know, he wasn't really asking for this fight. He was originally supposed to fight another guy on the card, Shamil Abdurakimov, and uh, I guess they they scrapped that for this Volkov fight. So, um, yeah, a lot of interesting factors here, but, um, yeah, I still like Aspinall, man. Love it. Love it. Um, all right, before we let you go here, 
are there any other fights that you want to touch on that you feel you know people should should maybe bet today or a little earlier? Your card will be up on the Steady Picks website, um, all picks under Mustache MMA. But so that's the first thing I want you to touch on before you head out. And the second thing is, give me your St. Peter's of the UFC. What big dogs cashing? Okay, yeah. So. Um... One that I do really like and maybe a little risky, um, but we'll go with Jack Shore. So Jack Shore, um, I believe he's still at about plus money. Um, There's been a lot of money coming in on him, so we do have the line movement in our favor as well. But he's fighting a pretty decent opponent as well in uh, Timor Valiev. Uh, but Jack Shore, man, I mean, if you watch his tape, he's got a really good wrestling, um, really, really high level grappling as well. Um, is he and a contender series guy? What's that? Is he a contender series guy? Why does his name sound so familiar? I'm trying to I think don't what think I... so. Uh, he's been in the UFC for a while. Let me check his, nah, he, he came over from uh, cage warriors. Okay. So, um, so yeah, really, really good wrestling, really good um, grappling. Timor Valiev, um, he's more of a striker, but he does have a little bit of wrestling in his back pocket. But his grappling isn't tested, so I think there's going to be a big edge in that game. And if Jack Shore can really put that on, um, you know, he's going to find success here. At the same time, Jack Shore, um, his stand-up is is pretty good as well, and he throws a ton of volume. So I do, I do lean this one to definitely go the distance. So that could look good in the judges, um, you know, favor, you know, in their eyes that he's thrown so much volume um, and that, you know, he's going to involve the wrestling. He's going to get, you know, potentially some top control time, some clinch control time. Um, I, I definitely like Jack Shore here. So um, I took him at the money line. Um, and Lovely. then in terms of a nice dog. Um, so a I'm betting female MMA here, so so be a little weary because they tend to go to decision, and uh, I feel like these are the ones that most commonly get um, the judges mess up, if you will, in my mind. But okay. um, I like Elise Reed here by decision. It's at plus 300. I actually put a full unit on it. Um, I'm pretty confident in it, to be honest. Elise Reed, I think she's going to have um, a stand-up advantage over her opponent, um, which is Corey McKenna. Um, she has a reach advantage. Um, the only problem maybe is if she gets taken down and she gets held down there for a little too long, that could be a problem. But um, sometimes her fight IQ isn't the best. But at, at plus 300, um, I think this fight is is really close. I think it's going to be a close decision. So in, with those odds, uh, I, I really love Reed uh, by decision plus 300. I love that pick. Elise Reed, actually, um, she comes from the CFFC. Tom and I went to an event when uh, the, the Steady Picks was actually on the CFFC, like, mat one time or on the canvas, and she was the main event of that fight, Elise Reed, and I think she won by submission, but I love that pick, Mustache. She's a, you know, very good record in the, uh, I guess, outside of the UFC. I think she only had one fight in the UFC, but... That's a live dog right there. Gotta love it. Yeah, for sure. So I do just want to touch really quick on her her one loss in the UFC. So, um, and I think that's why she's such a a heavy underdog. 
So she came in on short notice up a weight class against Sajara Eubanks, who Sajara Eubanks is like a veteran. Uh, her record isn't great at seven and seven, but a lot of her losses have come from like really high level, uh, you know, opponents, top 15 opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, I don't hold too much weight to that. I mean, she's been a straw weight her whole career. She comes up to flyweight on short notice to fight a veteran and she gets ground and pounded in the first round. I, I don't see that happening here with Corey McKenna. You know, she's got the reach advantage. She's got the striking advantage. She has the opportunity to keep this one on the feet. I think she wins. I love it. I'm locking it in. That will be on the Ricky card as well. Uh, you sold me. You sold me, mustache. But huge UFC card either way. All of his picks will be up on the website. Really appreciate you joining the show with me here, Sean. Um, we got to get you back. You know, every Friday here, get our, our daily UFC talk in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I love breaking these down. It's It's been a crazy streak. Like, uh, you know, the last eight Saturdays we've had a UFC event. So, been loving it, man. Appreciate it. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to let Mustache get out of here. And then we're going to wrap up with some college basketball talk. So, we will be back shortly. Peace out. Are you trying to get a winning edge in sports betting? Look no further than SteadyPicks.com and SteadyPicks Radio. Our team at SteadyPicks provides data, analysis, and insights to help you become a better sports better. Best of all, SteadyPicks is 100% free. A SteadyPicks membership gives you access to all of the SteadyPicks system bets, our expert hosts' best bets, and our special guest picks. Head over to our website, www.steadypicks.com, sign up for free, and start winning. Steady Picks Radio, welcome back to the show. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna take a quick look at yesterday's results. See how everything finished up in day one of March Madness. Then I'll give you my top pick for Friday, and we'll go ahead and we'll get out of here. So starting with Chris Jenkins, our special guest, goes one and zero with his best bet of the day. Cash is North Carolina versus Marquette. It's a no-sweat winner, a blowout winner. I uh, highly recommend everyone heading over to the website and checking out Chris's best bets for Friday as well. I'm telling you guys, no one is better equipped to provide insight on these games than someone who's played in them, hit big shots, won a national championship. Can't stress it enough. Check out my man's picks. Lock them in for Friday. The steady pick system. Tough start to the day with Boise State loses the the very first play, but then three and zero throughout the rest of the day. St. Mary's cashes an easy winner, uh, smokes Indiana. Then Vermont close game with Arkansas. They cover the five points, and Akron covers the thirteen and a half points. So a three and one day for Steady Picks, the Steady Picks system. Um, Donnie, myself, and Tom. Ugh. 
I don't think we had a great day. It looks like, uh, yeah, potentially an offer for Donnie, our top college basketball guy, having a fantastic season, but a tough stretch this last uh, week or so. Get back on track today. The Ricky card, ugh, I had San Diego State, which lost. I had Colorado State, which lost. My lone winner is going to be North Carolina, tailing uh, Chris's pick. Tom had Colorado State, Boise State, Norfolk. So we got some work to do, boys. We got some work to do. My top pick of the day today for Friday's slate of games is going to be USC over Miami. And this is a pick that I put in earlier in the week. I'm very excited to see that Chris Jenkins has USC as well. But I think this is a mismatch. I really do. We've got four guards starting on Miami. Pretty small lineup. We've got four players on USC that are 6'9", athletic freaks. I just think uh, the Miami guards are going to have a tough time handling that size. Unless they shoot the lights out, this should be a, a good matchup here for USC. So that's what we got. Everyone have a fantastic Friday and a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the games. We will catch you guys on Monday. Steady Picks Radio. We're out.